couldn't talk and I couldn't use my right side and I tried to call some people. I, I was sharp enough to pick up the phone but the phone died and I couldn't use my right hand. So I called one person and I, I couldn't talk. I could have a nurse stroke because the doctor said 50% likely you're gonna have another stroke. I wasn't normal anymore. I couldn't move the same way. I was nervous. My life was over. I was in the hospital in ICU for four or five days, and then I moved to Mount Sinai, which is New York City Hospital, and I was in there for a month. I couldn't wait to get out. It felt like a prisoner, and you know, my right hand was affected, but I went to intense therapy for four or six hours per day, four weeks. I want to motivate the other stroke people by offering my support, speaking to them, you know, encouraging them, coaching them. I even would teach them exercises. You know, I would be willing to volunteer 30 minute exercise sessions, even on FaceTime, you know. I'm eager because I didn't know anybody who had a stroke and it was up to me to know if I can get better. Hello, this is Stroke Stories, and I'm Mark Goodyear. For some, social media has been important for their recovery. Online support groups, Facebook pages, Instagram accounts, all been part of communities of stroke survivors sharing experiences, advice, and guidance. But some survivors feel uncomfortable using social media in this way or find it difficult to access it from the start. So we started Stroke Stories, the podcast, to seek out and to hear from stroke survivors. In this episode, we'll hear from Donna from Staten Island, New York, who suffered a stroke at the age of 45. I'm a fitness trainer and I taught classes. I was very active. I had two kids, I worked, I had so much energy, that's the bottom line. I was out and about that day, and my friends and I went out to dinner that night, and I came home, and I said to myself, I'm tired, so I'm just going to go to sleep. It was about 9 o'clock at night, so, you know, that's not totally unusual, and I didn't have any symptoms, you know. And all of a sudden, I remember dreaming, and I woke up, and I thought I was sick. I said, I don't feel good. Uh, what's wrong with me? I looked in the mirror, and nothing registered. And I lived with my father at the time. And I said, let me go back to my bed. And two days later, my father finally found me. I remember I fell and I went to the bathroom and I fell in the bathroom. The stroke didn't register with me. I just thought I was sick. But I remember saying on the floor when I fell, it was so hard to get back up by my bed. I remember saying, if God has to take me, he has to take me because I couldn't talk and I couldn't use my right side. And I tried to call some people I was sharp enough to 
pick up the phone, but the phone died and I couldn't use my right hand and I'm a righty. So it happened on my right side. So I called one person and my friend said, Donna, are you drinking? I, I couldn't talk. And then she ran over my house and she said she was banging at the door and I didn't hear her. Then two days later, my father got a call from my friends saying they haven't heard from Donna. And he came up to my room and he started banging and he walked in my room and he's like, what happened? And he took me to the hospital. I was smoking cigarettes at the time, but I was cutting them down and 10 cigarettes a day and they blame the smoking. I've obviously quit smoking, but I say it was a combination of stress because I was so stressed out, even though I was exercising, you know, I didn't know how to cope with anything. When something got too rough, it weighed heavily on me. I was in the hospital in ICU for four or five days, and then I moved to Mount Sinai, which is New York City Hospital, and I was in there for a month. I couldn't wait to get out. It felt like a prisoner, and, you know, my right hand was affected, but I went to intense therapy for four or six hours per day, four weeks. I did speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy, but I didn't have to have too much physical therapy because I was able to walk after about a week. I made it my business to walk. Speech therapy was the hardest thing for me, but during practice and practice and practice, and my hand is still can't write with my right hand. Donna made great progress in her therapy, but there was still one thing that concerned her. I could have a nurse stroke because the doctor said 50% likely you're going to have another stroke. I wasn't normal anymore. I couldn't move the same way. I was nervous. My life was over. But I couldn't wait to get back to prove to myself that I'm going to go on. I don't know what was inside me. I think it was God inside me telling me that I must go on and I must try to do everything I can. And being I'm a fitness trainer, I had 30 years experience of working out and pushing, 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 and positive thinking and positive thinking. But I couldn't talk. I wrote with my left hand, but gradually... The speaking started getting better after years and, you know, and nervous. Why was I nervous? In public. I was not myself. So I felt like, who is behind me? Who is on my left side? Who is on my right side? You know, I go slow. I couldn't think as quick and talk as quick. So that's why I was nervous. And to boot, I could get another stroke at any point in time. Despite her worries about another stroke, Donna is full of self-confidence. I feel the best I ever felt, but my physical abilities, it's coming back, but I, I guess I just accepted what's my limitations, but I feel great, 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 great. And I attribute that with lifestyle changes. I didn't eat bad, 
but I eat a lot of junk, meaning M&Ms, cookies, but I eat healthy on top of it, but I did have to abuse my junk food. So this year, 2019, I decided to cut out all processed food and to eat whole foods. And I did research and I um, even promoted myself online as a coach. So I attributed to food and I don't drink anymore and I don't do drugs. And I didn't do drugs at the time. Of my stroke, but I, I just have a clean life. She's also aware of the benefit of being able to talk to other stroke survivors. I knew that nobody could relate to a stroke like the stroke people. That was very important. I'm a loner, but I like when I'm with like-minded people. I learned I'm not the only one who feels fatigued because initially seven years, eight years, I even felt so tired. I, I was glad to not be the only one who felt like that. And seeing us working together and sharing stories or you know, I belong to aphasia group, people who had speech affected by it to stroke. So that's the group I belong to. And when I hear people talk like me, it's comforting. But I, I think I decided not to go anymore because it was getting me depressed. If I kept going, I felt like I would be stuck. So I had to go away from the group to grow more then I came back so I, I can teach people that they can grow more. Since I got back, it's been four years, and I'm eager, I say the word eager, to help other stroke survivors who just as a stroke, because I didn't think I would even be here like I am now, talking like this. I'm running my own business. I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, so I want to motivate the other stroke people by offering my support, speaking to them, you know, encouraging them, coaching them. I even would teach them exercises. You know, I would be willing to volunteer 30-minute exercise sessions, even on FaceTime, you know, I'm eager because I didn't know anybody who had a stroke and it was up to me to know if I can get better. But I can see how people can get depressed and give up. And I've heard a lot of stories in Staten Island of people who have given up and they're scared to go outside, they're depressed. So I want to help people like that. Donna's recovery is as impressive as her desire to help others. Her positivity about life and her future is infectious. Still to come on Stroke Stories, Donna talks about sometimes struggling for motivation. When I was in therapy, I did my exercises, then I came home, I then couldn't be bothered with it. So I, I tried to do my normal activities, and it's slow, but it's 
up to the individual person to get better. I'm convinced of that. And she gives her advice to stroke survivors. Continue to dream big and dream about the things you used to dream about and pursue them one day at a time. Let's hear how Donna maintains her presence online to offer help and guidance to others. I didn't want to be known as a stroke survivor. You know, I was adamant, you know, I wanted to get back the way I used to be. But in time and getting older and I figured out that it's pacing me to connect with stroke survivors. And I have a YouTube channel, too. And I did that at 2015 because, you know, I said... I'm not going to sit home and not do anything. So I, I learned how to do YouTube and I learned how to edit videos. I would do makeup and to teach people to never give up because I had to learn how to put on my makeup with my left hand. So that's one aspect. Then I would exercise, you know, weight training because I'm a trainer. So I would show them how to do arm exercises. And I would advocate that just because you have a limitation doesn't mean you have to give up or don't quit. You can do it. You can alter it. So I was trying to promote that. But then my brothers had me work for them, filing, you know, getting me out of the house and talking to people more. So my brothers care about me. So I didn't pursue my YouTube channel anymore. And I even looked for stroke survivors on there, but there wasn't too many of them. But now on Instagram, I see a whole slew of them. So I'm happier. I do Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and I talk to people who had a stroke. And some of my friends say I'm motivating them to be healthier because I think my fatigue started subsiding when I started eating whole foods instead of processed foods because they have all chemicals processed foods, and it was draining me. And also, I got stimulated by entrepreneurship. I plan on coaching women or stroke survivors. I do want to speak on behalf of stroke survivors. And I'm 54 years old. I had my stroke at 45. But I'm sure I have at least 20 more years to do all the stuff that I was meant to do teach people and help people get healthier and never quit and never give up. So I'm positive, positive, positive. That's what I want to do. And Donna doesn't have any regrets about what she's been through. It's still the same, Donna. I learned so much more. I didn't even feel bitterness when I first got the stroke. But I'm telling you, one or two times I was crying. I, I was like, you know, I can't use my hand and I can't talk away. But over time, it got better. So I don't have any business. I think it's all the individual. You got to work towards it. Because when I was in therapy, I did my exercises. Then I came home. I then couldn't be bothered with it. So I, I try to do my normal activities, and it's slow, but it's up 
do the individual person to get better. I'm convinced of that. And finally, Donna has a few things that she believes families and friends of stroke survivors should consider. Be patient and understand that they're different, but they're going to accept and then they're going to get better. The stroke survivor, I'm going to say, never give up. Never, ever give up. And it's baby steps, slow process, baby steps. But continue to dream big and dream about the things you used to dream about and pursue them one day at a time. The mind controls the body. Positive, no negative thoughts, no negative self-talk. Positive thoughts and know you will get better because I didn't think I would get better, but now that I know, so positive attitude. Donna Stroke is firmly in her past. She remains focused on her future and positive about the impact she can have on the lives of other stroke survivors. Coming up in the next episode of Stroke Stories. After a few days, I sat at home watching something on TV and like a, a normal human being, I got the munchies and I was like, mm, I really fancy, fancy cheese on toast. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I hobbled into the kitchen and making marks on the, on the walls like as I'm holding my space, put the bread in the toast and I went to cut the cheese and I couldn't do it. I remember at the time my wife had come home from work and I'd cry my eyes out. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred provider. And if you can, please rate and comment on the episodes you hear to help us spread the word. The website of the Stroke Association has plenty of resources if you'd like to find out more about stroke. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening. Thank you.